coming out of something like Black Friday, Saturday, Monday, into the holiday period, you're riding the horse that got you there. You're pushing where spend is the most profitable and, and scaling the hardest, usually through that, that holiday period. And so I think it's important to take a step back heading into a new year and reevaluate your media mix and where you're spending your budget. Things can get a little bit out of whack sometimes when you're pushing really hard into sales and things like that through the holidays. You're pushing really hard on retargeting. You might be spending a little bit more on Google branded than you would like to because it's converting really well because there's a high intent period. And so I think it's really important to take a step back, make sure that you're spending healthily into your media mix uh, heading into the new year and setting yourself up for success long-term for the rest of the year. If you haven't yet used Motion, the creative analytics platform used by top e-com and D2C brands like Viore, True Classic, The Farmer's Dog, Hexclad, and hundreds more to ship winning ads, here's why you should try it out. Everyone knows that the right creative is the number one lever for success with paid ads. That's how you make money. But consistently shipping new winning creative? You're going to need your media buyers and your creative teams on the same page. Right now, you're probably spending hours tiring away going back and forth between Google Sheets and your ad platforms and tools, and then spending even more time plugging it all into different decks for the rest of your team. In a perfect world, you could have an elegant way to combine visual assets and performance data so media buyers can save time and creative teams can get the details they need to make great ads all in one place. And that's where Motion comes in. In seconds, you can build powerful visual reports using data from your ad accounts. You can monitor your performance metrics and see your visual assets in the same platform. No need to go back and forth across multiple apps. You'll finally have media buyers and creative teams working together to create and scale your next big winner. If you're ready to learn how the best D2C and e-commerce brands use Motion to ship winning Meta, TikTok, and YouTube ads, book a demo today or start a free trial at motionapp.com DTC. Even better, Motion offers a monthly subscription plan so you can dodge those annoying annual contracts. Get 50% off your first month when you use the link motionapp.com DTC on signup. It's all killer, no filler. I'm Eric. This is the D2C podcast, and I am here with Pilot House's Meta Brain Trust across uh, the different aspects of our Meta business uh, on the Pilot House business. We've got Nate, Taylor, and Jacob joining us. Also, the three of our superstar teachers on our Scale School for Meta Ads course, uh, which you can find on our website. But today, we wanted to kick things off in 2024 and talk a little bit about, first of all, the state of the union. What are we seeing with our Meta accounts in the first 10 days of 2024 versus the great highs of uh, 2023 Q4? Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're basically seeing what you would expect heading into to Q1. Overall spend is down by around 25% across the board. Uh, conversion rate is down around 20%. But at the same time, because of you know the CPM drop post-holiday, we're seeing a 20% decrease in cost per click. So pretty well a wash on the cost side when you actually look at conversion rate and cost per click. Uh, but everything is basically just down a level in terms of scale. We can't really find the same levels of scale as we were in the holiday season. And so the focus in terms of what we're actually, you know, and, and obviously this is, there's a big variance from business to business. There's some brands that are going to be spending a lot more right now, health products heading into the new year, all that kind of stuff. But this is just across the board. Um, so we kind of shift the way that we're focusing on deploying tactics and, and the strategies we're looking at uh, rolling into 2024. We focus a lot more on trying to learn new things about the business, about potential customers, about what's working on meta versus, you know, driving big sales and trying to drive massive volume in January, at least. So overall, that's kind of the state of the union. But uh, I don't know, maybe I'll pass it off to, to Taylor to give some more specifics. 
I was I was gonna say before Taylor jumped, it sounds like a Q4 hangover. It sounds like we have a bit of a hangover from Q4. And what do you do when you have a hangover? You get introspective. You get introspective about your life choices. And so I feel like that's that that that's the time here in Q1. Taylor, what are you seeing? Yeah, I think um echoing kind of what Nate has shared there. Um everyone anticipates a bit of a hangover effect in Q1, depending on the the vertical or industry that you're in. Um, if you're a little bit more gifting oriented, it's it's likely to happen. Yeah, generally seeing that it's it's just a little bit tougher to kind of break through into that that scale tier. So we're we're doing a lot of planning to to work to try to get get everything aligned to to cure that hangover. And so specifically, what are the things that we're trying? Because because I was saying this before, you know, when you're in, in Q4, you get into your ruts a little bit, right? You you go with the horse that brought you there. Q1, we're looking to kind of make new pathways and new ruts, you know, new new things that will take us into Q4 next year. So specifically, what are some of these things that we're trying to switch up or reevaluate in Q4 specifically? I think it's really easy to look at it through the buckets of control that we have on when we're running meta ads. So you've got your traffic, you've got your creative, and you've got your offering or post-click experience kind of all combined into that. At this time, with CPMs dropping down, your costs on the front end dropping down, the big thing that stands out is maximizing your conversion rate or or working on uh, your average order value or LTV as well on the back end. So for us, a lot of what we're we're working through is looking at like within those levers of control that we have, what's going to be the most impactful and what can we prioritize. And it lends itself to a ton of tips and tricks, like, for example, on the creative front, evaluating what typically converts better for you static versus video, what kind of messaging or angles, what kind of concepts, all of those types of topics, and then looking to reconfigure and prioritize your highest impact tests uh, with with that, um, while kind of looking through a similar lens on some of the other things. Like one thing that we're doing a lot of is uh, looking at where something like Advantage Plus fits into the funnel when it comes to testing and details like that, given there are cases where we see faster time to social proof, faster time to signal within meta, but also nuance on the percentage of new visits and, and different details like that. So um, a lot of it is basically building out checklists and evaluation lists based on based on that, forming a strategy that's coherent to uh, to the alignment and data that we're seeing. It's a good point on, on the concepting. Like I said, it's a really good time to try to learn about your business, learn about your potential customers, what's working on the platform, because we're seeing that overall decrease in CPMs. I mean, right now at the agency, we're seeing around a 35% decrease in CPMs compared to the same time period in December. Um, and so again, using that to your advantage to, to try to learn a little bit more about your, your customer, your business. Um, one other point that I think is important to look at in, in uh, Q1 is coming out of something like Black Friday, Saturday, Monday into the holiday period. You're Like you said, you're, you're riding the horse that got you there. You're pushing where... Um, spend is the most profitable and, and scaling the hardest usually through that that holiday period. And so I think it's important to take a step back heading into a new year and reevaluate your your media mix and where you're spending your budget. Things can get a little bit out of whack sometimes when you're um, you know pushing really hard into sales and things like that through the holidays. You're pushing really hard on retargeting. You know might be spending a little bit more on on Google branded than you would like to um, because it's converting really well because there's a high intent period. And so I think it's really important to take a step back. And make sure that you're spending healthily into your media mix uh, heading into the new year and setting yourself up for success long term for the rest of the year. Very cool. Jacob, you just mentioned a few content considerations we've talked about on the podcast a little bit about some of the shifting in messaging that happens in Q1 versus Q4. What were you saying? Yeah, I mean, 
sort of tailing off that in Q4, you kind of go all in and even angle wise, a lot of that's going to be gifting and sales and buy now, you know, urgency. Um, whereas in Q1, it is a good time to take a step back and really evaluate your products, your brand mix or your product mix, sorry. Um, and, you know, how can this product help people beyond just the obvious stuff as they're evaluating their goals, you know, personal goals, health goals, because now that, you know, they're through the holidays, you know, much like your their brand, they're also, you know, doing that, that reconsidering and, um, yeah, health, fitness, you know, those products that aren't in those verticals, there's still angles within those you can take on how, you know, indirectly, um, you are going to help, help these people. And just that general broad angle will trickle down into a lot of new, you know, tests, ad copy, you know, product page tests with, you know, the type of content you want on your, your site itself, um, reviews you're going to use, things like that. And if you really just isolate that idea of helping people, um, your CPMs just will go down even further than the the natural downtick we're seeing, um, you know, for that cost of traffic. So seeing that internally with, with a lot of our brands as well. When you think about it, it, in a lot of ways, you're working to try to match the energy of your audience. So thinking about like, as far as short-term wins to, to help prevent the hangover effect, while you're also blending what those messages and how that energy looks throughout the entirety of the year to try to build everything back up for a really strong go forward for major moments coming up like Valentine's Day pushes, um, other seasonal seasonal trends and swings. So it's a really good time to to break it all down, take a step back and yeah, just look at look at building those pathways within your roadmap. I know we have a very tight relationship with Meta. Uh, you were showing Nate, you were showing me the Christmas gift that they sent there. It looks uh, like a really great way for you to be waking up every day with wake up light that they sent you. Um, as we we're sort of planning out our 2024, taking in their advice about how to view their platform, what do we view as the like the three most critical, let's say, pillars of success for 2024 on Meta as we formulated it? Three major ones are um, concepting. We'll dive deeper into that. And then offer positioning going beyond just promo, but looking at really what you're offering your customer base and then tracking the needle movers that you're working on as well and how that, how kind of advanced analytics and, and reviews of data um, can give you a lot of really valuable insights as you build up into peak seasons, depending on when those are for your brand. Those are the three main ones that we're kind of looking at in 2024. And I think con the concepting one is an, an interesting one and it ties back to kind of a larger picture discussion we're really having as an agency, which is building the work that we're doing on Meta into a much bigger picture strategy for the businesses that we're working with is something we're really trying to focus on in 2024. Um, and it, it really does come back to, you know, that, that word concepting, which basically when we say that we, what we mean is, is actually conceptualizing a new way to sell or additional ways to sell the product that you're selling or, you know, the brand that you're marketing. Um, and I think, as marketers, especially on these paid platforms that are uh, very high touch and, and fast paced and, you know, you're testing a lot of uh, micro things, uh, it's hard to take a step back and, and look at the macro as well. And so I think we're really trying to do that in 2024 is take a step back, look at the bigger picture concepts. How are we actually marketing the products? Um, how can we come up with new ways to do so more effectively, more efficiently, speak to our customers um, more effectively? And, uh, and tie that back to a, a broader omni-channel strategy that, that really moves businesses forward. 
it makes me think of, I haven't actually watched it. I've just seen the clip on social media and I mentioned it on the podcast more than once, but it's Bruce Greenwood in the show, Fall of the House of Ushers, talking about what he would do uh, when life gives you lemons, you and the guy says, make lemonade. And he goes, no, first of all, you start a multi-channel campaign to convince the world that lemons are scarce. Then you, you know, you do this, you locked out, you get the new Apple operating system to call itself lemon and you do all these different things. And it's sort of like, that. that's a really extreme example of what you do at that scale. But I think, it underlies this concept. It's funny that I keep talking about on the podcast just happened recently, this concept of media mix and this idea that I, that this, this person shared with me, which was that they, this, in traditional media, you don't even really consider Facebook or meta ads to be true top of funnel, um, you know, true top of funnel marketing activities. We're a, we're a meta agency. And so we do introduce a lot of new customers to the brand and convert them all in one go. But he was talking about the place specifically for TV in a lot of brands um, and how TV and meta can really work hand in glove with this concept of like a true top of funnel uh, exposure device followed by the, you know, the way that meta can target like no others. How are we thinking about TV for some of these for, for this, what we're talking about here? It fits into the conversation nicely because a lot of the concept testing that we're doing on Meta can be uh, used for for some of these higher funnel uh, platforms like TV. We're working really closely with a couple of TV agencies as well in 2024 with a couple of our clients to, to do a lot of that work, figure out um, how to best speak to the customer and then use something like TV to expand to people that we might not hit with a pur- purchase objective on Meta. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a pretty cohesive conversation. One of the things that's always the buzz on uh D2CX or D2C Twitter is this this there's the, the, the there's weird little gangs that form of course and one of them is the cost cap gang so there's a lot of people especially on the agency side that are seem to wear this fact that they really are hardcore about cost caps and bid caps as like a badge of honor to be like yeah we'd never let Meta spend more money than they you know than we want them to in order to acquire a customer but this person uh, Olivia Corey uh, put a, a pretty well reasoned uh, discussion for the first time I. I actually thought about why you wouldn't want to rely on cost caps because it might force Facebook to really focus on bottom of funnel uh, customers who might already be in a decision or purchase funnel anyway. What are your thoughts about this Olivia Corey tweet there, Taylor, on uh, on cost caps? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting thread. If anyone listening hasn't read it yet, it's it's worth a read to see the varying perspectives and the really, really rich discussion happening about it. There's a lot of different directions you can go with it. I think um, it's one of those topics where, from what I've seen on platform, from using different strategies to scale brands with different components within that strategy, I'm not ready to like die on a strategy hill um, myself. I think, I think when you look at it, there's there's really good stuff to consider. So like, I I love the point about thinking about. How, I think when you look at the thread, there's a discussion around. How even seven day click one day view versus one day click optimization might skew how the algorithm delivers to the audience uh, within that, whether it's a a new audience or an existing audience and how that can affect your whole strategy. Um, There's obviously limitations to how much spend through you're going to have and how how you're going to be able to maintain scale flow if you lean heavily on one strategy or another versus the efficiency that you have. So I think at the end of the day, where where I, I sit with it is there's a lot of really good insights to pull from a thread like that where you see this discussion happening and a lot of great points within the discussion. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, there's there's still value in a lot of these different bid strategies. If you're going deep, digging into exactly how it's defined by Meta, what it's what it's then aiming to do, and and 
aligning it with your strategy. Because at the end of the day, we we typically use a mix of all of them. Um, and uh, I don't like becoming overly reliant on one or the other at different stages, um, unless there's a really good case to be. So in a lot of cases, a lot of our brands do eventually get to a graduated point of being incredibly strong on the maximum volume uh, format and avoiding a lot of cost controls. But um, at the end of the day, it's going to be a little bit different for different brands. Yeah, I'd say like as long as you're not relying on on just like cost caps, like um, it's great for minimizing risks on specific tasks. You know, if you want to go high budget and, you know, you have some new creatives or an audience you want to test and you do have a, you know, number in mind, you set that cap, you run it at a high budget, it's just not going to spend if it doesn't hit that budget or that, uh, that target. Um, but again, like we use it more as like the multi-mix, um, you know, low risk ways to test things, things like that. You just wouldn't want to rely on it because hundred percent, eventually you will just start hitting the same pool of people that, you know, Facebook knows is, is going to purchase and not necessarily, uh, putting your name out there. So there's definitely a place for both. You just don't really want to rely specifically on the, the, the target CPA, but you don't want to turn it into a religion, right? I think there's some people that are like, I will never spend something that isn't cost capped. But um, what what I'm curious about is, do we still run everything as a purchase only objective? Like in these cases where we are trying to broaden the funnel and go more true top of funnel with, with meta ads, is there ever a position where we're not spending on a direct purchase objective and trying to get into, you know, impressions or or, or anything like this? Our philosophy has always been use meta to drive purchase conversion traffic because that's what it's so good at. And I think we, we obviously still lean on that a lot and we're, you know, 99% of the time we're, we're driving purchase objective traffic. That said, we're, we're constantly testing. We're always trying to optimize the media mix and optimize our spend on meta. And uh, so, you know, in 2024, we're absolutely looking at running a lot of tests around running reach campaigns or awareness campaigns, different things to try to drive top funnel awareness and then fill the funnel and, and you know, target those people again through Meta, Google, whatever other channels we're, we're running. Um, overall, though, yeah, you know, purchase objective campaigns on Meta are extremely valuable. They're the most effective and efficient way to drive sales through a channel like Meta. Um, but, you know, we're, we're continuously testing and, and looking for other ways to, to expand our, our spend on, on Meta and, and other platforms as well. And one thing I will add to that, just for anybody looking at doing those tests, I think it's really important to consider how you're going to evaluate performance before you launch any test that may not be as uh, have a varying degree of confidence relative to what your business as usual process for performance is. So um, the classic one that, that comes up in a lot of threads is holdout or lift type tests and, and designing structures so that you can measure the data just in case it looks different than what you might expect from your typical vantage point, um, as well as considering nuances to how it can affect delivery and learning and whatnot um, within your within your data set or, or your accounts. So um, potentially more more to come on that in future discussions. But that's those are uh, those are just some quick tips there, too. Very cool. One of the things that came out of this conversation I had with a sponsor recently also was this, they, they have a media mix technology and they, they, uh, their, their claim is that they, you know, really help you understand the halo effect you get from different channels and how, how your, these campaigns interact. And one of their big selling features was the ability to sort of like be able to tell you when you've hit 
a, a saturation point where you're seeing like negative efficiency, where you're not spending into situations where you're seeing diminishing returns, basically. And I'm wondering, as an agency, how do we mitigate that currently? How do we make sure to keep our efficiency high, even in periods of like aggressive spending? Is that is that a consideration? Yeah, the first obvious thing is to to look beyond your own room, right? And like. <laughs> you know, look beyond just the meta results, look into GA, Shopify, um, you know, whatever other, you know, analytics tools you're using and make sure you are putting these things together. Um, At the end of the day, they are just all their own attribution models, right? And um, really nailing down that mix is important and, and having your benchmarks and kind of going back to the very start of this, like talking about January being a good time to reevaluate this stuff. It's the perfect time to like, you know, real reevaluate that ecosystem and 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 those ecosystem numbers and you know those benchmarks by platform. But yeah, Taylor, I think you were going to mention something as well. Yeah, to, to add on to Jacob's point, it, I, I'm a big believer in the value of triangulation and then leveraging the data that you see from different places to basically create questions, which then form hypotheses, which then form next steps, uh, and and just an getting so in tune with the data across channel that um, you feel like you're like, it sounds corny, but in a sense, like when you wake up and you're looking at the data, you're almost like living and breathing with what you see happening for that brand. That's usually the type of elevation point we like to get to. Um, And it, you know, there are different tips and, and tactics, like going deep and understanding exactly what, how an analytics tool or, or attribution model, like how, how it functions and why it might look different from another one. Um, And then, creating lists of questions and working through and designing tests based on that. Those are some of the funnest things for me as a, a total data nerd to, to work on. But a lot of what we try to live and breathe in alignment with what Jacob shared. Very cool. Nice. I'm very excited for 2024. I just, I, so I think Mark Zuckerberg is as well. I just saw his uh, Instagram post today where he's talking about his fully self-sustained ranch macadamia farm where he feeds his Kobe beef macadamia nut food. He has enough macadamia nuts permanently growing. Like I, it, was, it, it seemed like a little bit of the leave the world behind shit he had going on there. He's got this, he's got this multi-trillion dollar bunker that's fully self-sustained. Like I wonder what, the, what, what he's planning for. He just loves Kobe beef, probably. That's probably it, right, guys? Invest in macadamia nuts, yeah. <laughs> I think so. He, Zuckerberg will buy them from you eventually. Uh, also, just as a quick shout-out, guys. You are now showing up, I, I, is it once a month or twice a month in our scale school, like live, you know, what are we calling them? Like live m- mentorship sessions, essentially. And I've been to a couple of them. And some of the things that are happening there are pretty astounding. You're actually like getting people, building out whole sort of like angle testing plans with people live on the fly. So I think it's a really great opportunity. We have a, we only have a handful of people probably in the actual mentorship program. I think there's a, a huge opportunity to get to hang with you guys on a more regular basis and work on on meta campaigns in a way, or just hang with you guys while you work on other people's meta campaigns so you can learn. It's a pretty, pretty fun thing to be a part of so far. Yeah, we got another session tomorrow, so hoping to have a good turnout and and provide some value there too. Nice. If you guys want to take scale school, you want to join these live calls, you can just go to our website, directtoconsumer.co, check out our education link where we have uh, these packages available. Lots more to come from D2C Education and the Pilot House Meta Brain Trust. Thanks for coming on today, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all-killer, no-filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.